Welcome to Navigating the Universe with your hosts, Michael and Zach. And with me is one of my co-hosts, Mark Paker from Belgium. And great to have him on as he shares a lot of wisdom. Yeah, uh, welcome again there, Mark. Thank you, Michael. Mm -hmm. And um, Zach is also going to be joining us. His uh, laptop's just warming up. And speak of uh, Mr. Zach, I think he's here now. So we'll, we'll see if I can bring him on. Oh, maybe not. That's Mark, actually. Sorry. Um, yeah, so this uh, topic of today is called How Do We Create the Reality We Want? And before we get into that, um, I just want to let everybody know out there that, uh, you know, this show, Navigating the Universe, is, is just that. You know, we're understanding, you know, the more uh, massive um, aspects to our beingness, you know, uh, besides what we have called life in this physical expression in this 3d reality here um you know growing up as a little kid teenager adult and working and so on watching tv programs and movies and everything dictating what life is to us we've really been mined and trained into a particular reality that really isn't what we're all about so i know a lot of us have had that inner knowing knowing that uh, silent voice saying that uh, there's this is really not Life, you know, home is actually a lot different than this. Uh, we're, uh, we have much more abilities than what we're seeing out of ourselves here in this reality. So this, this uh, show is about discussing that and providing clarity for you, the listener, and for ourselves as we talk about this. And, um, you know, we are in a time where we can see the, the reality outside of ourselves breaking down. So that is truly a reflection of the reality within us that is breaking down. So this is a reflective universe and what we feel and see inside of ourselves is showing to us through what we see outside of ourselves. So that's why the imposition cleverly would get us to stare at our phones or computers, watch our movies and show us that this is what life is. You go to school, teachers tell you what life is. You have to study math. You have to go to college. You have to work this job so your mind and all your energies are into that creative part. So you actually create that. And everybody as a, as a human collective creates that. And um, that's what we have. So, again, that's why things are breaking down. So that being said, I just want to uh, make it very clear to everybody that we are the creators of this show. And this is a serious topic. That being said, it's serious about releasing the freedom of our sovereign soul. So you know, where we're incredible free beings of creation and, and uh, we can change the reality outside if we change our reality inside to that of the loving, powerful beings we are. So we do not accept uh, people that are drinking and swearing on the show. Um, if you are that kind of person and you want to talk that way, you will be immediately disconnected. This is a show of getting back to your 
natural state of beingness. And that doesn't mean we need alcohol or marijuana or any kind of drug to be there because it's all within us to do that without that. Yes, there's ayahuasca and things like that. And there's actually good ways to help bring out more information of your universal journey from within. But we have to realize, too, that there's a lot of distorted um, avenues of that as well. Like ayahuasca, um, you know, you really want to check very carefully with the people that put that on and also the kind of plant medicine that you use because there is distorted energies and some of those plants and some of those beings that put those on so just really this show again is about understanding your intuitive uh powerful voice from your ex- more expansiveness of yourself in this universe which guides you to make the right decisions that benefit you to go and going back to the powerful being that you are so um yeah so I hope that makes sense to everybody out there we hope to have a really uh, great co-creative loving relationship back to our our sovereign way of being and creating the realities that we really, really truly want. So that's my uh, long-winded beginning and uh, house life out there in Belgium there, Mark. It is funny. It is funny, Michael. Um, very pleasant weather here. Um, that's the, the pleasant part of it. Of course, there are more uh, unpleasant parts which, are, which have to do with, <laughs> as you can imagine, you know where I'm going. They have to do with the current draconian imposition that we are facing a little bit everywhere on Earth at the moment uh, under the false pretext and pretense of caring about people's health and uh, wanting to protect them from ill health. And of course, uh, nothing could be further from the truth. So... um, now we are faced here with the imposition of having to wear masks in closed public space. And uh, also the government is encouraging uh, local uh, city and town councils to expand that obligation at their leisure, meaning uh, also imposing the wearing a mask in open <laughs> public spaces, meaning on the streets. And uh, the, um, the city close to which I live, I live in a town, and that town is close to a city, and in that city, the mayor has uh, immediately decided to distinguish himself by imposing people all over the city to wear a mask on the street. So... Um, I've been actually pondering that situation. I've been uh, medita- meditating, not in, a, in the sense of uh, um, sitting in meditation, but considering, considering how I would handle that situation. Now, uh, the truth is, since I heard of it, I haven't gone to the city yet. Uh, I have been faced with that uh, uh, obligation in shops, nevertheless, uh, because the the Belgian government particularly perverts in uh, the area of sanctions associated with that imposition, because it is not only the customer who wanders in a shop 
not covering his face. That can be fined, but also the shop owner can be fined if a non-masked customer is found in their shop. So now uh, all uh, tradespeople, you know, all, uh, <laughs> all shop owners are afraid of being fined and uh, they ask, uh, some of them at least, ask unmasked people to mask themselves when they spot them. So um, the kind of compromise navigation solution I, I had found initially was to wear the bloody mask on my throat and to promise that I would pull it up if a policeman or other inspector was stepping through the door. And uh, they accepted that. The, the ones I was confronted with accepted that. Then in a supermarket, I was, uh, um, um, how would I say? I, I was um, lectured, no, not lectured, but requested, requested multiple times to uh, pull it up to cover my nose. And I refused every time. I refused every time, uh, and, I, and I told them why I was refusing. And I was left alone, basically, um, because people are not... There is a limit to people's eagerness to enforce that kind of absurdity. Right. So uh, if, you, if you stand firm, most of the time they will back off. Now, uh, I have considered an other so well there is there are multiple solutions you know uh, uh, I've tried to get a medical certificate which is challenging first because I, I never see a doctor so <laughs> I have to find a doctor first and uh, a friend of mine had I had asked a friend of mine because I know he's uh, very much into alternative therapies so I had asked him do you know uh, an alternative medicine doctor who would be willing to write that kind of certificate for me saying that uh, me wearing a mask would be totally uh, com contra how do you say that? Contraindicated? Compromised. Com Counterindicated? Compromised. No, no, that it would be uh, it would not be a good thing for me. Counterindicated? Yeah. So yeah, your health, your health, your health would be uh, like yeah, I know what you're saying. Like your health would be compromised where it wouldn't be good. So yes. I actually have a yes, exactly. have a really good friend who's a naturopath and can do that for me. So I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's a good point. Yeah, and so um, he recommended me someone, uh, a homeopathic doctor, and uh, I booked an appointment with the guy. And the moment I stepped through the door, I was. Uh, welcomed by a doctor who was masked <laughs> up his eyes. So, <laughs> and my friend had described this gentleman to me as a rebel. And uh, this goes a long way to show how efficient the brainwashing was and right. how deep it is going. Now, uh, uh, on Tuesday, uh, I must go to another physician, a German one in, in Germany. I had booked with him uh, like two months ago or so without knowing that this situation would present itself. So I will try my luck again. 
and uh, try to obtain a certificate from him. So um, these are the two strategies that I have experimented with so far. And yesterday I thought of a third one. And um, you, you might think that what I'm wondering about right now is not really in alignment with the topic of the day. But in fact, I believe it is, and I will explain why. Hey, Mark, um, Mark, 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 yes. you're, you're also, you're also yes. becoming very distorted. If you can move your mic back from your mouth a bit. Okay. Yeah, we're just getting distorted. Way? Yeah, that's better now. Okay. Yeah, that was too close. So, um, did you understand what I said, the, the last words I said? Um, you could say the last couple of sentences. That'd be good again. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So I was saying that uh, um, apart from the mask on the throat strategy and the medical strategy, I had thought of a third one yesterday that I'm going to experiment with. And um, I realized that what I'm rambling about at the moment might sound um, as if it was not really aligned with the topic of the day. But I believe it is, and I will explain why I believe that. But uh, the third strategy I have thought of is to um, actually exonerate the shop owner or the shop employee from responsibility. And so what I did in order to do that, uh, I wrote a paper this morning a paper explaining, okay, this is my name, this is where I live, and uh, I hereby certify that the um, shop owner or employee has requested that I wear a mask uh, while being in their premises, and I have refused that request, and there is nothing they could do about it because they don't have a right to physically expel me out of the building. And uh, then I explain all the reasons why I refuse to wear a mask, uh, including the illegality of the, uh, um, the decree. So I'm going to uh, uh, see how that works next week. Um, the idea is to uh, remove the stress of getting fine after fine after fine from uh, the, uh, the tradespeople. So why do I think that this has anything to do with creating our own reality? The fact is our creative power is either implemented by us or used by other instances, other forces, other beings and entities. And from the moment we are being born into this world, we are being surrounded by a multitude of um, tricks, I would say, a multitude of um, tools and infrastructures and institutions 
and systems that are all designed to harness our creative power, primarily by presenting us with a certain version of reality. And so, um, in order to be able to create our own reality, the first thing we have to do is do whatever we can to stop creating the version of reality that is being um, enforced upon us, that is uh, being offered to us as the only valid version of reality. And that means uh, systematically unplugging ourselves from the social narratives, the um, artificial social narratives. And so in this case, the narrative I am trying to extract me from is the propaganda that is being spewed According to which there, according to which there is um, a huge, ominous epidemic that is threatening us all, and that in order to be a good citizen and participate to the um, fight, the war, as some politicians are repeatedly uh, uh, saying, the war against the disease, against the so-called virus. Uh, we have to do whatever we are being told by authorities without questioning. And so uh, in this case, what I am unplugging myself from is first uh, adhering to these ideas and second accepting that they are being enforced upon me. So uh, I have no problem at all with being fined, uh, even though that is highly unlikely because uh, there should be a policeman in the shop, and I assure you they have uh, other things to do, or possibly uh, an administration inspector, and I, uh, probably those ones have, they don't have anything better to do, but they would have to see me. They, have, they would have to see me while being in the shop. That sounds statistically very unlikely to me, but should that happen, I would have no problem with being fined. I would refuse to pay the fine, and then they can bring me to court if they want to, and uh, I will have some very interesting things to say when I am in court. So this is a way to transcend the fear of being punished. Now, I also have to find a way to, to the best of my ability, try to diffuse the fear for my fellow human being and be uh, uh, in compassion with them and not call them uh, whatever, collaborators, slaves, cowards, <laughs> or anything of that flavor, but to show them that I care about their situation and that I'm willing to provide a way uh, for them to navigate it the, the best way possible. All right, so um, that, that's the first thing that
came to my mind hearing because I, I just discovered the, the topic of the day, creating our own reality. So um, in relationship with my current experiences of interaction with my social environment, that is uh, what I wanted to say. Okay, unplugging ourselves in every possible way from anything that is attempting to harness our creative power so that we can reclaim it. And it's only when we have reclaimed it that we can start creating our own reality. Yeah, and, you know, great stuff there, Mark, for sure, yeah. Um, you know, why even give them your name, whoever comes to a store, if they want to find you? John Smith, hey, I just walked here, not from here, right? So, I mean... <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, there's so many simple ways out of it, I think. But, um, you know, I find, you know, Calgary is saying two mandatory masks. And, um, you know, it was kind of bugging me because I see the imposition of putting toilet paper down our throats, you know, so we can't talk, we can't sing, we can't have joy, whatever. So what I, what I have done is more internal work and said, look, you know, this is some fear I've got from, you know, as a child in this life or in another past life where I've been um, contained or my freedoms have been taken away. So where does this issue from within me come from? So I've been doing more of an internal work that way and, and um, you know, doing closure, phasing out and so on. And it's really helped me that way because, you know, after I've done that, I've seen that wherever I've gone, I've got no hassle whatsoever with not wearing a mask. And I see a lot mm -hmm. of a lot of other people not wearing a mask and I go on to work which is in the heart of Calgary where I work and nobody's wearing a mask and the head instructor said you know yes we do have to talk about this COVID thing and social distancing and so on but you know by the time we're done we're going to be hugging and and hold, you know shaking hands afterwards so you know you make out of it what you want so if, if anything I see you know how many times can you cry wolf you know like um, there is a lot of people obviously not unawake or not wakened up to this but there's a lot of people that are just looking at us and, and saying, really, really again, you know, Hey, you know, mm -hmm. I still know my, I still know my friend, John. Hey, uh, I know this person who had it and they're fine. They know a person who, who's had it. this person's never heard of anybody in their family having it, you know, not have, you know, everybody in the, you know, how come our government officials are still healthy and fine? How come all the motorcycle races are fine? How, you know, they're traveling to different countries. Like, you know, if you just, sit back and look at it is so you know for lack of a better um description so fucking ridiculous you know like mm. you know people really need to stand back and, and look at this and say what's the matter with me how did i get sucked into this you know really everybody's fine there's flus around forever there's influenza there's bird flu there's different strands of those and and corona and whatever and there's cancer and there's diabetes and there's pneumonia that people die from. Like it is ridiculous. I was watching the first world superbike race yesterday and they give a minute of silence for co those who have died to COVID. But what about cancer, <laughs> and diabetes and, and heart disease and everything else that goes on? So it's so obviously the brainwashing that these idiots try to do to compress humanity. So, you know, it's, it's, just, it's just so transparent. They're grip to try and hang on and control so you know another thing i wanted to, to mention before i'll bring our good friend zach on is uh 
is that um, what I've really learned this week is as I drive back and forth from Edmonton to Calgary, I stop off at a really beautiful little stream and just go for a walk and sit beside it. And it's just uh, amazingly beautiful with the water flowing and the trees and the birds and it's quiet. And it's so incredibly beautiful in the organic nature of, of integrating with Mother Earth there that, you know, just tears just well up in me. And I just, I just, it's just, the beauty is just overwhelming. And that's the connection with Mother Nature and, and all the kingdoms, the water, the air, the birds, you name it, it's real. And on the way back, which was a few days later, I stopped there again and that whole feeling was gone. Like I was at the same spot, but it's like a picture, a picture with no substance. And that's what technical intelligence does from the roots to the foundation, the Marsilian kingdoms, you know, it comes through and it starts to force the life force of the organic nature to decide while it takes over as it has a right to do this through contracts. So, but I recognize that and I said, this is not, this is not what I know is here. So I knew I was caught in that reality of technical intelligence and in, in the mm. um, assim- assimilation. So I just stood there for a moment, closed my eyes, and I really went deep into the heart of Mother Earth. And when I opened my eyes, I was back, and I felt everything, and the beauty was there again. And that's, that's wow. what I, my aha moment was that these are the frequencies of dimensional reality around us all the time. It's up to us if we want to be in them or not and what we got caught in. So to be aware of where we are and then make the shift internally and all of a sudden you open your eyes and there is what you feel internally outside of yourself, the love, everything Mm. about it. And that happens with all the humans and and all the, uh, you know, the impositions of, of that other phase of reality is mm-hmm. I've stepped out of that. And I'm in a different reality where, where those people, they're not paying attention to that. They've heard it. They've heard cry wolf too many times. And, and um, so individually, we are creating our dimensional reality and shifting ourselves. And it's up to us mm-hmm. to be aware enough to always identify that, to bring ourselves back into ourselves. And then that reflection starts to be what you are with the natural kingdoms of, of the earth and everybody mm-hmm. else. So that's just what I want to say about uh, Michael, what I experienced this past week. I'd love to. Yeah, the, bring... <laughs> your, exper- your experience is great. Um, I prefer your experience, actually, but uh, I wanted to ask you something about what you have just explained, because um, did I understand you correctly? Did you say that technical intelligence was trying to infiltrate the uh, the plant kingdom via the, the mycelium? Big time, right through the, the deepest foundations of the earth, for sure, yeah. I had never heard that expressed that way before. So technical intelligence in cahoots with some aspects of the mycelial kingdom. Yeah, and, you know, I talked, I felt this a long time ago back in Bali. I could see the assimilation of of the organic nature of the reality there, that it it was a pretty picture, but there's no substance to it. Like you couldn't feel it. 
you know, you couldn't feel the mm. trees. And I have, I have the ability to be in communication with trees by just looking at them and integrating them. And then and even a more mm. deeper integration when you, when you touch them and understand their history and what they're all about or their her, her story. So th- this is, is going on a lot in pockets of, of the earth. And it's so easy to get caught in that and, and get raced away into the quick, fast pace of life which is, you know, disconnecting you from Mother Earth, you know? If you don't have that awareness of how you're feeling and, and feeling the life force of things around you, you get torn away from things. So you got to come back to you and, and integrate to, to what you know is real, as in the essence of this planet, which is beautiful Mother Earth, which is the feminine expression of the true organic universal creator. And and all the kingdoms that relate with her. So you go deeper than anything of technical intelligence or any imposition can go into. And you're at that foundation where you're back with who you truly are. And then from there, you create from love, from the essence of the greatness of everything that you are and everything else is around you. That's just a, you know, a really big realization when I, I really saw the, that same affiliation of what I saw in Bali here at that stream the next second time I stopped in and, and the organic nature wasn't there and because I wasn't there it's I was, mm. caught, I was caught in that frequency of the assimilation of the reality which is really going on and, and I know that's a hard one for a lot of people to grasp but I tell you for sure this is absolutely 100% happening we are getting severed from Mother Earth and if we don't feel that and be internalized to really feel ourselves in connection with the true organic nature, then we are being severed and we are going to be harvested by this imposition and all the multidimensional races and so on. But um, before I talk too long, I'd love to bring Zach on. He's here too. And I know you and Zach have, haven't coerced yet. So uh, welcome Zach. Thanks a lot, Michael. Both of you bring up very good points here and everything you're talking about. And I just wanted to uh, say hello to Mark. I know we haven't met before or chatted before. And I just wanted to compliment you on the great job you've been doing alongside Michael on the show. Well, thank you, Zach. And hello to you. Well, thank you. And um, yeah, so not only are you guys sharing some creative ways on how to not wear masks, but... Um, in terms of of tuning into the frequencies of nature and I know they're being interfered with right now like it's good to remind ourselves that every frequency is occurring here at once Um, and even though we might not be able to connect externally to nature we can still connect to our internal souls and that takes some firm intention often when there's all of this inorganic shit going on around us and it's preventing us from connecting with the external, all these people in fear, all of this nature being interfered with, with technological intelligence. And when we just bring that back within ourselves, we will eventually tune in to the frequencies within and without that are more resonant with love and with uh, faith and with Uh, hope and all these positive things and positivity and like 
it doesn't matter where you are on the planet. Like we are multidimensional beings. We're infinite beings. And you don't necessarily have to be in an area of love to experience the love because our vibration extends far beyond the eye can see. So just because uh, your surroundings might not hold those uh, positive loving energies in them, you can still extend out to wherever on earth or beyond um, where those frequencies reside. And there isn't anything, there isn't a place where they reside more than within. So firstly, we should direct our, our intention within to connect to those frequencies. And then once we're, once, like you were saying, Michael, once we develop that within ourselves, we'll become resonant with those higher frequencies wherever they are in the universe. Yeah, well said, Zach. Oh, thank you. And in terms of, um, like, focusing on corona or all this mask enforcement and stuff, like, I was just reflecting on all this today, and I realized, like, it doesn't matter what subject we're thinking of we can still choose a perspective that makes us feel better about it um, and without having to turn away from the truth. Because oftentimes people, if they want to experience a higher perspective, they turn their back from the truth and they, because it's too hard for them to handle, such as like the child trafficking that we're hearing about that's going on right now. A lot of people can't look at it or talk about it. So they often turn their back from the truth to keep themselves in their comfort zone so they don't have to talk about anything awkward. But that's not the right perspective that we need to choose if we want to address these issues. So rather than turning our backs from it, we can still feel good if we face these issues that are going on, set our frequencies, and when we realize we're getting stuck in a little bit, it's a very hard thing to see these young women and even young boys go through this sex trafficking in the world and all these heavy issues that are going on right now. But if we remind ourselves to not get fully sucked in when our egos think, oh my God, this is terrible. We need to fight against and we need to, we need to put force against these, these things. We can instead just zoom out and remember to stay heart centered and we can have that peaceful warrior um, intention that I know you guys have talked about um, in my absence on the show. And it's, it's always a matter of which perspective we choose to have because every perspective is always available to us at all times. That's one of the greatest gifts that we have given ourselves alongside with the universal creator to have the free will to choose whatever perspective um, we like and there's always a funner perspective to have um, in terms of every subject on Earth. So when we're looking at the technological intelligence that's being interfered with us to prevent us from ascending and awakening, um, we can look at that from the perspective of, okay, this is happening, but this is uh, an agreement that we agreed to to overcome um, when we were still spirits in the spiritual realm. Um, and it's not the end of the world that it's preventing us from connecting with nature right now, because at the end of the day, we set our vibrations and we can transcend the imposition that's being, um, that's trying to prevent us from going beyond and transcending the states that we're currently in. Yeah, I agree. And um, one other thing I'd like to add into too, is um, we've been in this universe. So for such a long time, 
who had billions, if not trillions of incarnations, the pH of this massive universe itself. So, you know, I know in my journeys, I have been that being of technical intelligence, of benevolence, of benevolence. So I, when in, in relationship, I understand why that being is here. So it's not me wanting to destroy that. But what I do is I, I come into integration with that being and say, you know, I understand why you're here. I understand your agenda, and I have been you, and I am you since I, I encompass all of the universe within me. So I understand what you're doing, but uh, it is not my journey to repeat what I've always already been. So, and what I do is just, like I said, really get in there with that being, understand. But I also, I also lovingly disconnect from that and love and gratitude, and let that that aspect of that journey go that direction. And, and that's not part of me. So I can, that's why I can see it. I can see what the agenda is from that, from that being. And I, I know for me to stay where my true journey is in this time is to go down deep with her, where the heart of my soul is in union with the loving essence of who mother earth is. Cause I'm, I'm in this process of, being formed again through her, you know, as a universal expression of something new in this universe. So, and yeah, I agree. Like, you know, the, the traffic, all the, you know, the more synthetic, the sort of layers of what's going on in this reality of pain has this is such a pain based reality, you know, what's happened to children and all that. And like I mentioned, you know, when I was little, I, I was just about taken a few times kidnapped off my bike, my pedal bike from, from these guys in the cars that were chasing me and trying to get me in their car. But, um, you know, I got away. So that was my journey to do that. And if it's in my awareness to uh, work within the realms of this, this reality and, um, you know, do what others are doing for, you know, the kids for that part of it, then that is. But each have our own individual things we need to do that helps those aspects out too. So that's where it's really important to identify how do I help out um, this whole world, also myself and my journey, because there is, everybody does have contracts for um, experience in this, in this reality, in this life and why they're here. And I have to ask first, is it in my right to interfere in this person's journey as painful as it looks? Can I, inter- can I do this? So if we actually interfere, we can cause more harm to them and to ourselves and get caught in the spin of being in that reality again too much. So it's really, really hugely important to see if you have the authority to interfere or to impose upon others here without getting permission first. Um, yes. In fact, uh, there are many levels. Like, in, like with everything, like with everything here on Earth, there are many levels to that massive problem, massive, massive problem that uh, is child abuse. And... I quite agree with what you've just said, Michael. And I would add to that that there are people whose 
path it absolutely is to fight that scourge. And um, I would say that people who are most passionate about it, in my opinion, are those who have that life path um, that includes that specific um, struggle, that specific fight, that specific, I don't want to say crusade because uh, that's really not the appropriate term, but that, that includes standing up, standing up to that particularly unsavory brand of abuse. Now, um, of course, everyone has his own path, and uh, it is the path of those who have chosen to have the experience of abuse either as perpetrator or as victim, to have it. It is not necessarily ours to try to directly, physically uh, interfere with that. And it is other people's path to do exactly that, to try and interfere with it. Now, um, from a creational perspective, what I would like to say from a creational perspective, uh, is there anything we can do as creator beings to, to offer a solution, a different kind of solution, a more fundamental, uh, a more um, core, a more core type of solution. And what I've been thinking about this is that child abuse is primarily uh, a violation, an extreme violation of innocence. And I believe that the more we can restore our own innocence, the more we can help. Because, as we have often said, as within, so without, the more we feel our internal landscape and the more empowered we get through that healing, the more we are going to radiate that into the world. And so I believe that restoring our innocence is uh, um, extremely important for that matter. And I also believe that uh, all of us who are aware people, aware beings, we should ask ourselves the question, in what area of my life am I abusing myself? In what area of my life am I perpetrating abuse against myself? How am I brutalizing myself? And uh, yeah, really good point. Yeah. Extremely important. Yeah. When, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you, when you wonder about that, I can almost guarantee that you are going to find some. And then, of course, we have to uh, uh, ask ourselves, how am I going to address this? How am I going to handle this? How, what, what can I do in order to transcend these attitudes? Very good point, because, like you said, as without, so within. And the usually 
the only thing that we can change immediately now is how we're treating ourselves. And when we treat ourselves properly and when we stop abusing ourselves and when we stop taking away our own innocence and living in fear and all these things that take us closer and closer to lower vibrations and further and further, uh, quote unquote down. I know it doesn't necessarily work with up and down, but, um, the more we do that, the less the collective will reflect that. And it's one thing to dedicate your life towards, um, ending child trafficking and, um, I know, like you, like you guys were saying, it's not up to everyone to do that because sometimes we're imposing on someone's soul path where they're supposed to learn certain things in, a, uh, in what the ego calls a terrible experience and a terrible lifetime like that. But from a soul perspective, that could be exactly what they signed up for and what they, were, what they intended to learn before they came in through this incarnation. Um, but if you do have that yearning in your heart to... Um, to take a stand against these things and you can really tell that it's heartfelt passion rather than um, getting too caught up in your mind with aggression, um, then I, I very much urge all of us to follow that passion to whatever life is asking you and whatever your soul is guiding you towards. And if it happens to be um, taking a stand up against those things, whether it's directly or indirectly, um, I know you can volunteer for certain organizations or donate or try and um, end this, but um, regardless of whether you feel a passion or not to do something externally, I think it's all of our responsibility as human beings to address our own stuff internally and heal the inner child within all of us because our, we've been so hard on our inner child, um, which is our inner innocence and our inner um, sense of fun and playing and enjoying this reality for the beautiful heaven that it has the potential to be. Um, it's up to us to heal that innocent child within us so that the collective will reflect that um, amongst all of us. So, yeah, very good stuff you guys bring up here. Yeah, that's really, really well said, Zach. Um, yeah, really nice. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah. Mm. So uh, maybe uh, another little piece of, in well, it's not that little, <laughs> another piece of information that I would like to bring to the table regarding that subject it's something that uh, you and I, Michael, have heard recently from uh, our good friend, George Cavasilas, uh, often quoted on this show, which is that um, George had recently the awareness of a cosmic meeting, a cosmic level meeting in which creator beings of the natural orders, sorry, the natural order of life uh, signified to the gods who are the managers of the synthetic way of life. They actually told the gods that whole mess of uh, massive child abuse, it is your responsibility to fix that. It is not ours. And initially the gods were pretty taken aback as you can imagine by that statement, because they tend to be pretty self-righteous. But it was shown to them that this massive level of abuse exists in the physical world because they, in the spiritual world, 
are abusing humanity. Absolutely. Are because it is because they are violating humanity at a spiritual level that there is so much violation at the physical. And so um, that is one of the reasons, it is one of the reasons why I expect to see uh, major interventions in that area. I believe they're already underway, but I think it's going to uh, uh, get amplified even more and become more and more uh, um, apparent. And uh, um, many people will have to face that very uh, um, unsavory reality. Mm. Very true. Yeah, that's thanks for that, Mark. That's um, yeah, that's that makes a lot of sense. It's um, you know <laughs> we can see that we're really in different times and um, as above, so below. So you know, I've been hearing from you know a lot of sources about um, the incredible wars and the wars between the gods and the uh, the god being now stepping down and who wants that throne now. There's a big uh, argument and. And um, you know disagreements about who's taking that, and and the being that wants to take that throne has, actually has been touched by Mother Earth, and now it's it's having you know it's second thoughts about what it wants. To do. So <laughs> yeah, it's um, we can really see uh, you know it's just amazing what's going on. It's uh, yeah, but I totally agree with what you're all saying here. You know the you know getting back in touch with the innocence of who we are is what reflects outside in, the, in this reality. And then we actually, if we heal ourselves, we heal everything that's outside because it's a, a reflection of our inner beingness. So, you know, definitely. Yeah. And I was just going to add that it is very easy to get caught up in being overwhelmed by all of these forces against us because in the physical realm here, it seems like we have enough forces against us with government enforcing masks and um, criminals out there who want, who are hurt themselves and they want to go do hurt onto others. And that seems like enough to worry about as it is. But then you start looking in the spiritual realm and seeing that some of those entities are against humanity as well and trying to hold us back from um, ascending into higher states of being and higher enjoyment of life. And it just becomes like a lot. So um, for, especially for people who are just learning this for the first time. Um, so I just want to encourage anyone who does feel overwhelmed by that, by that, like, although that might be the truth and it is the truth, I should say, um, we should still take it into our own hands, take a step back from all that stuff, see the truth for what it is, realize that this is how things are meant to be for our evolution um, if there wasn't any challenges for us to overcome, we would never evolve in the ways that we intended to before we came into these lives. So um, I guess it's like dipping your toe into the cold water. First you can dip your toe in and then you go back to shore. And then as you are more comfortable with facing these truths, we can take further, uh, further steps into increasing our awareness about them and going into greater detail without losing our vibrational frequency. Um, because I think it's very important to proceed with a high vibration as you explore uh, different and um, as we uh, vibe while we face this stuff, 
it will create uh, better solutions rather than going into it from a fearful state and yielding uh, fearful results. Yeah, yeah, really well said again, Zach. I agree with that. You know, um, just to, yeah, like, I mean, still have fun. You can still have fun with a lot of things here. You know, I've got my motorbike and, you know, right now I'm working as a motorcycle instructor, so I see a lot of joy and smiles on the people that want to learn how to ride. And, you know, I get to ride my my uh, little Ducati Monster, which is a really nice bike, and you know, <laughs> I put on I put on some put on some slip-on exhaust where it sounds really throaty, and you know mm-hmm. I do intend to go on the track and have fun with it, which you know the, that's available now too. So, you know, if I if I gotta you know, if I got to put a mask on and wear it on the throat and whatever, just to go get a few groceries because I don't really get out and, and need to shop much anyway. So, you know, hey, and not get uh, in a negative state from that. Um, but at the same time, you know, just like you said, everybody's, you know, like we said and discussed, you know, heal that inner child and, and exactly not get overwhelmed by all of it. Because, you know, if you take care of yourself and all the rest of that stuff that seems overwhelming actually just starts to, go away and then go into a better vibration because you're in your better vibration. So, um, yeah, like the beautiful day, beautiful day here. I went for a mountain bike ride. I found a nice quiet spot, did martial arts and did my forms. And, um, now I'm talking to two incredibly old wise souls right, right now, which is, which, you know, I'm so grateful for to have this camaraderie with you both and, uh, share some great information that helps others. And, and you and, you and, uh, or pardon me, Mark and Zach, you both helped me, you know, get, uh, get more clarity in my journey. And, and you know, I'm, I'm staying in a great place with a, with a beautiful man here and his, his uh, loving kids and two kitty cats. And, and <laughs> um, you know, I'm, I'm super healthy and um, eating good. So, I mean, there's, there's a, lot of, a lot of beauty that's going on, you know, around us and within us for sure. Mm-hmm. And look at how much you have to be grateful for. Like, I think if all of us just take a step back and look around, we can make a list at least that long. And it put, it immediately puts us in a better vibration. And from that state, we can continue facing the things that we might want to fix or just continue having fun here because we are here still to have fun, even though evolution is such a big thing for us who are awakened. At the end of the day, we have to remember that um, it's supposed to be a joyful, fun experience. Exactly. I've got to share a, a quick story with you, all of you. Um, I've been feeling that my time here in this location has been coming to a close. And, and also in the late time of the year, um, motorcycle training starts to slow down. Um, the regulatory government part of it, as far as licensing and doing road tests for the motorcycle training is backed up and they can't do it until next year. So it's like, you know, what am I going to do for work? And then, you know, back in April, I sent an email to a golf course 70 kilometers west of Edmonton by a lake called Lake Isle, where it's really, really beautiful. And I got a message from this guy saying he wanted my resume, so I sent it and I got a phone call. And I was up in Edmonton and uh, it worked out where I stopped by and saw him. And we had got along really well and then he actually knew some musicians that I've been playing with years ago so he's kind of in that you know um, area of same people and connectedness about knowing certain musicians that I know um and then, you know it was not the greatest pay but it was out in nature beautiful golf course you know doing what me and Zach did last year you know landscape upkeep and um you know started seven done by three got most of the day off 
but you know I couldn't find a place to live or how to make it work you know because there is you know there's still a lot of people fearful about uh, renting out a room or whatever so I was thinking how can I make this work you know can I work 10 hour days or three of them keep my car there come back here and um and then uh, the guy that's going to hire me, he was looking for a place for me to live as well, too. And then he had this lady that I was going to contact, but I was so set in my mind about what I had structured about working three 10-hour days and sleeping in my car that I just didn't really hear him. And I said I'd give him a call back because um, he, it just didn't seem to be working out, and I was a little disappointed. But then I thought to myself, well, why didn't I listen to what he was going to say about who has this place to rent? So I phoned him back, and he was mentioning the first name, Nancy. And then he, I couldn't quite hear the last name, but it sounded familiar to me. And I was phoning this number, and then as I was leaving a message on her machine, I just knew I knew this lady. And, and, I, and, and I started to narrow it down, and I thought, can, can this be this lady that I really know really well? And <laughs> it, 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 turned, it turned out... She was, uh, her and her husband lived across the alley where I used to live in Spruce Grove for 20 years. And we wow. used to get together, used to get together, you know, with a fire and have a few drinks, whatever. And, and they've got an extra little kind of guest house right by the lake, right where I'm going to be wow. working that I can use. And I have to only walk to work. Wow. work. And it's out in nature, hiking trails everywhere by this lake. So I'm, I've got work till October 11th full time, and I can still come back here and work motorcycle training. So I tell you, if you're in your your heart and you're sending out your good vibrations from being in that innocence of who you are, you know there's really good things happening. But you know, if your intuition is, you know, if you get focused on one one aspect you think is going to work, you know, you can kind of ruin it. You got to, you know, be aware of the tiny messages that are coming from the universe and, and just kind of re-scramble your brains and, sit and open them up and say, wait, a message mean over there. Because when I stopped and I, you know, I investigated all of a sudden, wow, I know this lady. Now I've got a place. Now I just walked to work. I don't have to drive my car. I'm living right there. Yeah. So anyways, that's that. Um, and I'll, there's well, 90 there's- seconds left. So I'll let you guys talk. Please go ahead, Mike. That's just such a that's such a neat manifestation, Michael. And uh, uh, it's great. If I may ask, what are you going to do there as a work? I'm just you know a golf course upkeep, weed weed sniffing, cutting grass, um, you know removing deadfall, mm. uh, a brush from you know the uh, make it look as clean as possible. And I'll find out more on Tuesday okay. when I go there. But um, yeah, it just, it just worked out really good in a time where it felt like there was really nothing here for me and, and what I need government assistance, mm-hmm. which I really don't want to do that road anymore. I want to move energy and create create from, you know, I love getting out in nature. It's, it's far away from the city, far away from, far away from the masks and all that stuff. So I'm pretty happy. <laughs> <laughs> no mask from the golf course. <laughs> yeah. So any final words okay. there, Zach? Uh, yeah, like I think that was a great story for people to hear because when we're in that state of love and faith, uh, good things do happen, synchronicities do come to us. And I want to remind everyone to look at synchronicity 
as a big form of abundance because we often get sucked mm. into the material world and we feel like money is the only form of abundance or that it's the best form of abundance. And while it might be one of the better forms of abundance just to, because of the options it gives you here on who to help and how to live your own life, it is not necessarily the best. I, I often find synchronicity is um, even better sometimes when it works out so perfectly like that, like the story you mentioned, it not only was it uh, a nice guest house with a, by the lake, but it was with some old friends or acquaintances that you had. So um, take those as big wins um, if you experience synchronicities like that in your life. Um, I think those are such a beautiful form of abundance and um, it just gives you um, a big sense of wow with how this universe is set up and how magical it really can be. Mm. And how about you, Mark? Yep. Any, uh, any last words? Uh, how much time do I have? We're going over time, but that's still all right. Okay. So um, I wanted to say about what you mentioned about the, uh, the wannabe new demiurge who had been touched by Mother Earth. That is actually a big risk that any god coming here is running. And that makes me think about the, the god of technical intelligence, you know, who's not, he's not the whole of technical intelligence. He's just, it's just one aspect of it. One, uh, you might say, malevolent aspect of it, power drunk aspect of it. That guy now has spread itself through the whole environment, through its nanites that are uh, being sprayed upon us in the chemtrails. So it has infiltrated all of our environment. That's not necessarily going to have the effect it was <laughs> planning for, because that also puts it uh, in touch with Mother Earth. Right. And now, of course, the whole question is to what degree is that being able to uh, really open itself to that interaction? Because uh, um, it is more, somehow it is more shallow than the other gods. So, um, but um, now that it's been integrating itself so deeply within the ecosystem here, um, I- I'm sure there is no way there is no way it's not going to be affected by it. Mm. And uh, it might take a while before it manifests itself. But, you know, the Earth is the place of maximal compression. And you cannot come here on Earth without being irresistibly drawn, sucked into that process of compression. And Mm. so uh, uh, they will have to enter it no matter what, if, if they haven't already entered it, entered it, uh, now they're in it. They're in it, and mm-hmm. there is no going back. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Well, thank you for that, Mark. That's um, really good insights too. Yeah, I, I totally feel that. That um, you know, that's very positive information. So, so I'm going to have to get going and get ready for work here. It's a beautiful, lovely day, and uh, I think I'll ride my motorbike and make some noise with my new exhaust. (laughs) 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 I'm sorry, Zach. Could you repeat that? 
I uh, just said, now you can scare all the people with the masks even more as you ride by. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, you know, the funny thing is there's a lot of people with their loud bikes, so and there's a lot. <laughs> I just see a lot of joy out there having fun with it. So it's, um, yeah, I don't, I don't really think the cry wolf uh, syndrome is going to really last too long, honestly. Anyways, um, thank you, my great, great good friends, and I hope we can uh, all do this again. This is an amazing uh, get-together, an amazing show, so thank you again. Thank, thank you, Michael. All right. Goodbye, good night, and uh, we'll see you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>